No, it's okay. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. We're going. Okay. The podcast has started. Oh, no. Welcome, everybody, to Staycation 2020. Oh. It's, it's happening. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, <laughs> staycation. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. The, the worldwide staycation. Worldwide mandatory staycation. Oh, n- nasty, <laughs> Everyone's man. playing video games. Everybody's, uh, we're, look, hey. Uh, you know, not to not to not to jinx it or anything, but this whole thing has been pretty good for me so far. Yeah, you were we we were uh, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, you're making bread yeah. by hand. I'm 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 learning to make bread by hand. I'm uh, I've I've I'm getting good at JavaScript. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna come out of this a better human being. I I I filed for unemployment today. That. That was a, a a big turn right there. That was a <laughs> well, sharp a sharp turn. I'm making <laughs> no, bread by good. hand. I'm gonna be a better person. I'm getting good at JavaScript. I'm unemployed. <laughs> no, but it's good. The government might give me like six hundred dollars a week. That's wild. Because the the fucking world is on fire. That's so honestly like, who who would have thought that it would take a global pandemic for people to start seeing the light of democratic socialism? No, exactly. Universal basic income. And, like, I, I think I said this last week, and a lot of people are saying it, it's not that original of a thought, but Andrew Yang is turning in his grave. <laughs> yeah. He's died of COVID and he's <laughs> turning in his grave. I don't know if you guys heard, but Andrew Yang died. <laughs> died of COVID. Um, yeah, no, there was this, like, I forget who it was, but there was one Republican senator who I think, you know, just by coincidence, was is the richest of the Republican senators uh. Uh, who, who was talking about how, like, um, yeah, he, he, uh, what was he saying? He was, he was talking about how like, he was he didn't support the bill because uh, he was worried that um, people uh, would be making more on unemployment than they uh, had been when they were employed. And I am exactly the person that he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, honestly, I'll it be- is a hundred percent. And it's not. It's not. It might be actually. It might be more than six hundred dollars because it's like, it's 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 six hundred dollars in addition to what like unemployment already is. So it might be closer to like nine hundred dollars. Oh, so we'll see what happens. That's so much more than I'm making right now. I want might, that shit. You might actually be eligible for it because it's like I think I, think, I might. I, I think like like self-employed people might be uh might be might be able to get it. It depends on how much you're making right now. I I heard um, that it was like uh self-employed and gig economy people were getting like twelve hundred a month. Um, at least that that's what I think Bernie was saying. And no, I think it's I think it's everybody is getting not well not I I think most people are getting like twelve hundred a month. So you're so probably exciting. gonna get or at least twelve hundred. In April, I don't know if it's going to be recurring, but you're going to get one payment of twelve hundred dollars. But then, if you sign up for uh, unemployment, then you might be able to get like weekly checks, um, which you know. I don't think hey. I can sign up for unemployment right now, though, because no. I am self-employed. That's that's whatever. No, but I think that I think that actually may there when I was uh, me and my dad were like filling out the thing today, and I think like self-employed people were like, I think like self-employed people might be like in the group that is now. Uh, I think just temporarily eligible to sign up for unemployment. Dude, so you might be able to. I'm going to make a fucking fortune off this disease. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's this awesome. Like, 
I'm like, look, I, you know, I was, I was working eight hour days driving for Uber. I was making, I was, I was trying to save up as much money as, uh, as, as, as we could so that we can move. Um, and like, I was fucking miserable. And now like, look, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been able to sleep in. I've been, <laughs> I've been coding every day. I, my, I've, I've fled with my family into the mountains, which in practical terms just means that I'm hanging out, sitting pretty comfortable in Vermont. Like, it's just nice. That's it's just, it's been a very nice pandemic for me. It, that's, it turns out the cure for Chris's chronic depression was a global pandemic. Well, that's the thing. I, I had this, like, I, this, this, the, the, I don't know if this is like too depressing to share on the podcast, but Go like, for there it, was, man. And so I think it was like this past like Christmas or something. Um, we had like a turkey and you know, like I had, there was like the, you know, like you have like the wishbone and like I did the wishbone and I remember and you wished the, for a global pandemic. I, I remember, I remember wishing that like, man, I hope. I hope that by the end of I, I wish that by the end of 2020, I'm just all I want is to just be in like a happy, stable place. And God damn it, if the universe didn't listen, you <laughs> bastard! Yeah. You doomed us all. Paw situation. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the universe. God was like, "Oh, you want to be happy? Well, like this is all, what it's like, gonna cost." Like, so much. There's so much cosmic energy that God has devoted to making my life sad and miserable. But the only <laughs> way that, could, like, that things can turn it around is to kill 2% of the population. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Oh my god. That's fucking... Oh, that's terrible. Dude, if... Uh, you're gonna kill me. I'm gonna die. And it's... it's it's 2% of the world Even... is gonna die for you to be <laughs> relatively stable. Well, no, you get That's, to live. All of this blood That's has been thing, shed. You get to live because when we do move to Belvedere, you're paying 60% of the rent, which means you're, you're grandfathered into my weird gift curse. Oh, geez. I hope so, man. I, I need, I need you around in order for all this to work out. That's, that's true. That's true. All right, cool. Uh, fingers crossed that your interpretation of all this is correct. Cause, um, <laughs> I definitely don't want to die so that you can, can have learned to make bread. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, uh, I mean, even now, even now, like I'm, or you know, usually, like, look, usually when we do the podcast, I'm sitting in like in a in a kind of uncomfortable chair in your basement. I'm snuggled up in bed right now. <laughs> my 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 microphone is like propped up in just like a pile of cushions. Like you can, I don't know if you can just hear me if I kind of just move around that's just that's just pure comfort right there i i picture you laying in repose eating grapes i mean i'm, I'm sitting i'm sitting cross-legged but i would love to be i could do this let's see if i can let's see how relaxed i can in get this repose. podcast in repose in can repose. i can i do this podcast fully supine i think i might be able to how does this sound <laughs> It's. It sounds like your your neck is squeezing itself a little bit. Like you're oh, you're getting a little bit of uh, Ooh. little 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 muppety. <laughs> All right, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so how are how are how are, how is the uh, how is this global catastrophe treating you? It's so much worse. <laughs> so much so much worse. You fucking bastard. I <laughs> am so jealous of all of this positive adjustment that this terrible, <laughs> terrible global tragedy has brought to you. Um, because uh, I am, um, I'm, I'm not well. I've gained like 10 pounds in the past week and a half. Oh, no. um, 
and uh, I I I think I got I got this fucking rash the other night. <laughs> I, um, you you showed me a picture of it. It was very scary. I sent it to a couple people, and they were like, "Did you fall in a vat of like Joker acid?" Like, did you fucking, like, are you about to turn into a, like a super villain because you're covered in like chemical burns? And I, 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 I will say that when I saw it, my first thought was like, oh, Will tried to Lysol himself. Like, he, he just tried to like bathe in Lysol because he had a panic attack about the virus. And now this is what's happened. You know, that's not completely out of the realm of something that I might do still. That, yeah, that's um, why I thought it. Yeah. Um, but I, I. I was I was sitting at my desk feeling real itchy and I was like, man, this sweater sure is itchy. And so I took my sweater off and I looked down and my skin was trying to leave. And <laughs> um I was like, oh no. So I, I like I went upstairs and I knocked on my parents' door and I was like, Hey guys, um, I got like a thing happening, right? It's like a, a thing going on. And they're like, oh, okay, come on in. And it was dark, and I was like, alright don't freak out and i turn on the lights i turn on the lights and my dad shoots up and he says get out of the room get out of the room and the the psycho music immediately starts playing (laughs) you jump scared your parents yeah no he 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 like leapt out of bed and he was like stand back will stand back you've got it and i was like like, what and he was like i've 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 been reading a a rash a rash is a sign of it you've got you've got the covid19 stand back stand back and i stood back <laughs> and he and he was like take this and he gave me a fucking uh painter's mask and so there i am fucking uh uh fucking naked in a towel covered in what really looks like chemical burns wearing a painter's yeah. mask and just yeah. shaking and sweating the, and the, the painter's mask really sold the whole chemical burn aesthetic oh yeah Oh, that's it really added a lot to it. It it looks it looks very much like the photo that I sent you of it. It looks very much like uh like like I'm I'm quarantined for a terrible disease. It um, looks like a promo photo that you took for a music video. Yeah, like like yeah, yeah, it does. It looks like something I would do to be provocative in a fictional sense. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it looks like I'm playing off <laughs> of a fiction trope when in reality <laughs> I I was just afraid I'm dying. Um, and uh, fucking my whole life has been spent crying wolf. And now the wolf is here. <laughs> and it is baying and howling and clawing just at my skin. Your so I'm standing in my parents' bedroom. And my dad just starts like furiously Googling about rashes and COVID-19. And it turns out it wasn't that he, that, that he had read incorrectly and that rashes weren't associated with covid but yeah, no, I don't think that's a thing. But it kept spreading. Like the photo that I sent you was the <laughs> oh, beginning. No. That that photo where oh, it looked God. like I had just taken like a fucking iron and just pressed it against my skin all over it, and I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. Like that was the beginning of it. By the by the time I, I took Zyrtec, I <laughs> uh, I I my basically my entire torso was one gigantic hive, and. Jesus. Yeah, I took an antihistamine and it died down really quickly, but now I have no idea what I'm allergic to. Yeah, now you now you just know that like you know, in 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 a way if it had been chemical burns, that would actually be more comforting because you that then there would be an explanation. 
right it just yeah. like it just happened to you oh dude your I, body I was... just decided like well now you're on fire oh yeah dude no fuck man i and i have no idea what caused it and for a moment when it first started happening like when it first started getting serious i was like oh shit i've got <laughs> stevens johnson syndrome um Ooh, like from the song that you do the, from the song that I do, yeah. <laughs> Stevens-Johnson syndrome is a rare uh, uh, ailment, what, that's malady, uh, violent allergic reaction to a specific medication that I take, and to some other medications, but it, it's uh, it's mostly associated with Lamotrigin, which is the mood stabilizer I take for my big broken brain. Um, and uh, fucking... Um, it basically, it it's it starts with a rash and then your skin starts falling off like literally it falls off it like burns itself up and you need it needs to be treated with skin grafts and i wasn't so afraid of dying of stevens johnson syndrome as much as i was of going to the hospital with stevens johnson syndrome and then dying of covid19 gee and (laughs) god because you just just like this the idea of steven johnson syndrome is is so fucked up because it's like okay you can either you get to have a good you get to have good brain or good skin. Pick one. It's not yeah, it's well it's it's not fucking yeah. Yeah, no. Uh you're you're less likely to kill yourself, but your skin might do it. Um <laughs> your skin might kill itself. Um Holy and that shit. kills you. Um <laughs> uh your your fucking epidermis might commit a murder suicide and um the thing is like I spend most of my life in a state of uh, hypochondriasis. That's not a word. Maybe it is. Um, Hypochondria. Yeah. um, Yeah? Yeah. Hypochondric panic. Um, Yes. I spend a lot of my life worrying about how sick I am or if I'm about to get sick or if my heart's going to stop because occasionally my heart does stop a little bit. true fact about Will Wood, yes. And um, fucking now, I, I... I don't have the comfort of knowing that I could just go to the hospital. <laughs> oh God. Because if I go to yeah. the hospital, I'm in more danger than most things that could happen to me at home. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what I, what I've found helpful is, um, uh, if you, is, uh, is making bread. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe if you made bread, then <laughs> no, dude, I burned my egos. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking burned my Eggos. I can't make bread. It took me like it's half an hard. hour to make Eggos in a fucking toaster oven, and they came out burned. Well, that's that's your your first problem right there, is that you left them in for half an hour. <laughs> well, for the first 29 minutes, <laughs> they weren't long. cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> um, Yeah, but... um. How is the isolation treating you, though? Like, your mental I mean, state in that regard. Like, are you are you functioning? Because I am not. I don't know, man. Like, I I didn't do a ton of socializing before all of this happened. Like, right. most of my socializing was on the internet anyway. Right. So I'm kind of fine, you know? Like well, that's I'm, good. I'm, uh, every now and then, most of, most of my anxiety comes from, like, like, the, I don't know, just, like, just, just the every now and then like the actual like severity of, of the situation that's happening outside my very comfortable cabin in the middle of the woods, like that hits me. And then I start to panic a little bit. Right. And then I'll like, I'll, I'll start furiously Googling stuff and, and, and freaking out. But like, if I just, 
that's the thing is that like i've i've haven't i'm teaching myself javascript which is like it's it's really like mentally engaging and it it it's it's a good way of like (coughs) excuse me um oh geez it's really good way of like keeping my focus and um i just like i i have like these things that i can focus on that aren't the virus and because i'm able to focus on those things like the virus really you know it's it's not it's it's not really something that i personally personally am having to worry about um Mm. which is also like kind of like a weird guilty thing like i'm like yeah i have i I have had the thought of like am i am i because like there there really hasn't been that much of a downside other for it i mean i guess that like we would we would be have have started moving into the belvedere house by now right um which is kind of a bummer but at the same time like we got our pro rate back so i i'm 200 dollars richer than i was a week ago yeah um and like you know and the first month's already paid for so like fuck i don't know <laughs> like I, I, yeah i'm kind of like i'm kind of okay hmm. um the, tr- the the trick is like yeah the trick is like finding things to do every day that don't require going outside and stuff I I have I, I I have so many things that I have to do that I'm not doing that mm. I think I think my rash was was stress induced. Um so Thanks. like I'm I'm I like like when you were you and I were talking uh the other day and you were saying, "Dude, you got to like work on some projects. That's going to help you find some stuff to do to occupy your mind. It'll it'll protect you from the the cabin fever." And I was like, "I don't think you understand." I ha I, I the, the the cabin fever is it's it's like um uh Jack Torrance had to write a book and he still <laughs> tried to chop up fucking Shelley Duvall. So like, you know um day one I'm fucking that's not, day that's w- not a good that's not a, a good sign right away that like you're the, the state you're in is like ah Jack Torrance, just like me. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Fucking watch. I, I four days. I I give myself four days before the ghost of a butler convinces me to start drinking again. That's how long I have. I'm gonna walk into my living room, and is uh fucking is gonna be a, a ghost, being being all all ghosty. Saying, "Lovely party, isn't like, it?" Hey, hey, who's, who's whose life are you gonna ruin? You're trapped in here. Like, that's that's well, no, everybody else's. You're not gonna hurt anybody else. Hey, uh, the axe is in the garage. So <laughs> I don't know. Fucking if if if, if uh, I don't I don't know what I don't know I don't know what to say at this point. I'm fucking uh, my self control well, is out the window. My self censorship's out the window. My filter's out the window. Um, I figured that well, now was well, a good well. time to reduce my medication. I'm feeling a little hypomanic. <laughs> I'm a little over caffeinated. I melted a Snickers into my coffee just to see what it'd be like, and now there's peanuts in the bottom of my coffee. Um, and well, uh, I think in that case, we the, this would be a great time to get into questions about the apocalypse. Yeah, I think that's probably a good which idea. Which is what this podcast is about. Um, and I know that it, look, you're looking out the window right now. It's seeming like, Hey, it's finally happening. The apocalypse is finally happening. Weirdly enough. It's not, <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> yeah. This no, this isn't going to be the thing. 
We're all gonna be fine. This is fucking Aaron Sorkin ask boring apocalypse. <laughs> it's gonna be our apocalypse is gonna be cool and weird, and yeah. you'll know it when you see it. Yeah, this uh, ev- everybody, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. You might like not after be this. fine. Like for, like, for this, still gonna be like yeah. Like, look, if a hurricane happens and kills 100 people, like, that's not the apocalypse, but 100 people still right. died. So, like, be careful. But, hey, it's not the end of the world. Right. It will be and shortly afterward, we, though. <laughs> it, short, very shortly afterward. Like, it's kind of be... going to be like a... It, it's gonna, there's gonna be some like wild sci-fi shit that happens yeah see see it's it's gonna be kind of like a weird transition because it's gonna be covid19 and then like three days and then the event and yeah so it's gonna be like kind of like hard to say well is covid19 part of the event like is that part of the apocalypse and the answer is like eh, no eh, it isn't the, answer the is event no, it's not well, it's fully separate, but like it's it might feel like it, but it's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Anne. <laughs> it it might feel like the apocalypse, but this isn't yeah. part of the thing. The apocalypse is the is is a different thing. This is like pre-apocalypse. Yeah, and, and look, if you need help surviving COVID nineteen, uh, look somewhere else because we can't help you. It's not the apocalypse. It's outside of our wheelhouse. Yeah, we don't know uh, what to do. If you want to know, if you want to know how to uh, deal with uh, 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 many armed <laughs> mutants with psychokinetic powers, uh, we're the place to come to. Our first question. <laughs> our first. Our first question comes from Alani. Alani asks, "Hey guys, what will become of musical theater after the event? Should I give up on?" Uh, should I give up on my dream of one se- one day seeing a live performance of the falsettos, or do I still have a chance? Either way, I'm definitely going to end up crying, like, a lot. Sincerely, Alani. Well, Alani, thanks for writing in. Um, I'm also a really big fan of musical theater, and I was very, very disappointed to uh, find out that the only uh, Broadway musical that will survive the event is The Drowsy Chaperone. Um, mm. It's an all-right show. It was a good show. But it's it's not like the best. Man, you know, I was a I was a musical theater person for so long, and there are so many musicals that I would have been able to riff and improv with you on. Mm. This is like one of the musicals I haven't seen. Yeah, most people haven't seen it. So it you're gonna have well. to carry this bit, Will. The Drowsy Chaperone tell did not about, do well. Tell me about the Drowsy Chaperone after the event, which I'm just is I'm assuming is just about a sleepy man in a car. No, actually, <laughs> no. Um, it's about Bob Saget. Um, oh, <laughs> Bob Saget plays an old man who has the audience listen to one of his old records, and the old record that he has the audience listen to is of a Broadway play called The Drowsy Chaperone. So it's like a play within a play sort of situation, and they do a really cool ah, thing yes. where like the record skips as we're listening to it because we're listening to the record, quote unquote, the whole play. And sometimes the record will skip, and so the dancers and the singers will skip, and like that was really cool about it. But for the most part, it just wasn't good enough to last very long. Um, so, but you know what? How about how about we how about uh, oh oh oh? I'm gazing so, into my crystal ball, and it's actually I'm seeing oh no, it's it's Hello Dolly. Well, the, <laughs> well, the thing I think I'm Hello Dolly too. See the <laughs> the thing about. The, th- the thing about the apocalypse is that most musical theater is just going to be about musical theater. So it's basically going to be the same as it is now. Right. 
It's, it's just that there's going to be this like weird kind of up its own ass masturbatory self-obsession thing happening with all musical theater where most plays are just about good golly gee isn't the thing that we're all doing and you paid a hundred dollars to see the most important thing in the world <laughs> it's a good thing that you paid a hundred dollars to see it because it's the most important thing in the world why would we be talking about it if it wasn't and then there's there's also going to be a play about uh uh, it, it's it's gonna be a, a be a be a play dedicated to apologizing for what Broadway did to Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's actually I would that actually sounds pretty interesting, and I would go. see I it. would also go see that because I feel like I'm owed an apology. <laughs> did you see Beetlejuice? That was Beetlejuice. I enjoyed it, but I really feel like they just took a big dump all over the source material in the sense that like they had so many opportunities to do things musically that no other play was doing or had ever done. And they just were like, nah, Danny Elfman isn't good. And so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying Danny Elfman is like half the reason that movie is great. His music is like a defining feature of Tim Burton's films. And they were just like, nah, we're just going to do the whole like, you know, just, the, just generic musical theater shit. Yeah, exactly. Just I am songs and like the same kind of that, yeah. that weird sort of like that kind of melodic DNA that isn't anywhere other than musical theater. Yep, yep. And and also in a uh, in a very uh, just always in a minor. Always, I'm sorry. Always in a major key. Like none of that Hungarian yeah. minor and chromatic shit that Danny Elfman is infamous for. None of the weird time signatures. None of like the 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 wildness that makes Beetlejuice awesome. There's like one song that sounds anything like Beetlejuice, and the rest of it is it sounds like Rent. Just a lot of tenors doing doing very long, sustained, powerful notes. Yep. Um, yep. Which, after the event, you can use as a weapon. <laughs> Musical theater will be a form of. <laughs> it's gonna be. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna set up uh, performance venues outside the encampments of your enemies, <laughs> and and by the end of the performance, their walls will have crumbled to the ground. Well, it's gonna be kind of a waste of resources to take on such a large scale artistic project and not have it also serve a purpose in warfare. Yeah, no, exactly. So you're gonna have to you're you're gonna be training a a a. a, 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 a a, a can can line uh what do they call that a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a kick line a line they're of... all gonna have swords attached to their feet right and that, that <laughs> um dance is going to be mostly an intimidatory thing that's the word Intim yeah. intimidation <laughs> tactic help imagine a bunch of rockets but like wearing war paint and angry <laughs> <laughs> just imagine just a, a rageful can can <laughs> Just, just kicking uh, people down. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yep, that's that's gonna be a big thing. Um, and uh, so is throwing the, the most powerful thighs you've ever seen. Just giant thighs. You're gonna have four thighs, thighs and be very strong. Most <laughs> most musical theater actors are just gonna be ninety percent thigh. It's gonna be kind of disgusting to look at. Um, but that's if, the thing is that like the, the whatever your job is in the apocalypse, your your body. <laughs> Your body will have sort of, uh, like, it will adapt itself to be as good as it can be at that job. So it's just going to be, like, extremely powerful thighs and then just, like, <laughs> no arms, just a diaphragm. It's <laughs> like a diaphragm and then an opening. <laughs> and just... And, and, uh... And a booming voice that can shatter stone and be heard from miles around. 
you're going to cower at the sight of a musical theater <laughs> nerd. Yeah, they're not gonna <laughs> like the people you used to pick on, or that you probably still currently pick. Oh, you know what? No, the the people, the thing that you get picked on for will become a weapon. <laughs> yes, musical in, theater in all, kids will be situations. the most powerful. If if not physically, then in spirit. Yes, because Lord knows they already are. Yeah. um i i feel like i've milked everything i I can out of that no um, i mean i I think that there's something to that and just that how like i i look i i love theater and i love acting and all that but i would also be lying if i said that the reason i initially got into it when i was a little kid was because i hated sports and sports culture mm. but what what you, what you eventually realize the longer you're in like theater kid groups is that it's the same people. It's like, it's the same kind of like type a jock competitive types that get into it. It's just a different skill set that they're using. So if like, look, if out of, out of all of your friends that you know, now I would hazard a guess that the ones who were, who would be most able to kill another human being would be the theater kids. Oh Yeah. There is a there is a darkness that lies at the heart of every theater kid. Oh, and fuck it's yeah. and it's much darker than the darkness that lies at the heart of jocks. Because oh no, jocks like, jo- jo- like at least like they're at like the top of their own totem pole. Like the theater kids are like struggling to be at the top of a totem pole that nobody wants to be at the top of. It's like well, they're they're so. Yeah, there's no. also just the fact that like you know jocks they they just want to play sport. They just want to yeah, do a game. Play a game. They just, just want to play games game. and, and and do tackles and and touchdowns. They just want to play. They just yeah, they're just kids. They're, <laughs> the, the sports people are actually there's a lot more innocence in sports. I remember when I was a kid, I thought sports was just the worst, and sports culture just was like anti-intellectual and dumb, and jocks were all assholes. Nope, nope. The theater kids were all malignant narcissists who oh, yeah. who needed praise and and needed that to you know prevent themselves from flying into a a uh, uh, a spiral of projected self-loathing and it's, it's the kind of people who are not only like i want to be good at lying no i want to be the best at lying i want to be able I to like make people I wanna... cry so that i'm i feel like i'm good at something <laughs> that's my special thing my, <laughs> my talent is being incredibly good at lying Whereas with Never sports, trust a theater kid. Yeah. Sports, they just want to be good at throwing a ball. It's actually yeah. really cute and innocent when you think about it. And look, that's not to say that jocks can't be assholes, but at least they're sure. predictable assholes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what you're signing up for with a jock. There's like, there's, there's, with theater kids, there's just fucking ten layers of deceit behind <laughs> it. It's, just, you never, you never know where you stand with a the theater kid. It's it's like the overt versus the covert narcissist is really what it comes down yes, to. Yes, exactly. You know, you look at like 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 would you rather date a theater kid or a jock? And the answer, there's what there's a correct answer. It's jock. Because the jock is he's I mean first of all, he's hotter. Uh, no mistake about <laughs> that. The jock is is has got a nice body, but um also the the theater kid is brooding and dark and will suck you into his world of pain and confusion. And whereas the jock might just hit you a little bit. Yeah. 
at the at the core the desire is the same is that like not only do i have to be the best at this thing but i need to be in a position where everyone in my immediate circle knows that i'm the best at this thing and then 200 people need to get in front of me and go and and clap and go yay good job you good liar you are the best good liar the best liar <laughs> Oh, it's very scary. Very scary. <laughs> uh, so theater kids are going to not only be very powerful in terms of warfare, they're also going to be great leaders, uh, great deceivers, um, some of the uh, most brilliant tacticians in the uh, world to come. Mm. Our, ne- our next question. <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job on that one. Our next question is from Hyde. Hyde asks, hey, in the world to come, how will people get tattoos? Also, what body modifications, not from radiation, will be popular? Thanks, Rex. Oh, I, I used both of both of his names. All of Tattoos. the names. Uh, sword. <laughs> you get sword in your arm. Put uh, sword in arm. You're good. <laughs> you did it. I think people will, will get tattoos the same way they do right now if, like, you're a punk rock kid. Like, I know, I know that at least... 75% of the people who listen to this podcast have at least two st- uh, two uh stick and poke tattoos. Stick and poke tattoos. Yeah. 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 You all do. And if you don't, you're going to do one tonight. I I believe that. <laughs> I believe cuz if you haven't yet, it's only a matter of Especially time. with us being in quarantine, like all you like like fu- all you like fucking like goth teenagers, you're all you're all gonna get stick and poke tattoos at you some stick point. A dirty needle in a in a in a in a in a in a bunch of ink that you broke out of pens. Yeah. And just just stab yourself in the goddamn. Arm. And you're gonna get ink poisoning, and then you're gonna go to the hospital and catch COVID nineteen. Terrible <laughs> idea. I can't believe you're gonna do that, but you are gonna do it. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't, but you're going to. Rest in peace. Now that's the thing is that if 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 you really wanna. If you really imagine, imagine uh, body modifi- modifi- modifying modification. Oh no! Yourself. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine, so that your 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 whole arm is just one big needle that you stick in a bunch of ink from pens that you've gathered from across the wasteland, and you can use that as a weapon or as a uh, as as a as a medium for artistic expression. Your whole arm is going to be so sharp. That you're gonna be able to give people tattoos with your arm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. That's something, right? Is that anything? Yeah, a really, that... really sharp arm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I've been doing JavaScript for a week. My brain isn't in comedy mode. I'm, like, I'm just solving math problems uh, in my brain. I don't know how to do jokes uh, anymore. Big sharp arm. Stab. <laughs> big arm sharp. Sharp put ink in body. Um. Um, what I was thinking is that you would uh, you would catch mosquitoes with your thumb and forefinger out of the air, and mm. you would you would tattoo yourself with these mutant mosquitoes that have needle proboscises. And yes, you yes. tattoo yourself with the blood of your enemies. And you can you can whisper the secrets of tattooing into the ears of these mosquitoes, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then that's a whole business, baby. You just sit back and sit pretty while these mosquitoes do all the tattooing for you. This is going to be a business that uh, will flourish in the world to come, is mosquito tattoo parlors. 
where you'll walk into one of these buildings and be greeted by a gigantic, like, Michael Crichton's Prey-style cloud of mosquitoes <laughs> that will descend yeah. upon your arm and then go, what'll it be? And you say, uh... I want my my mom's name on my arm because she died in the blast and I miss her. And the mosquitoes are going to go like, okay. And you're like, wait, I didn't tell you her name. And then it's too late. You've got the name Amy on your arm. And your mom's name was Ursula. Sorry. <laughs> but you're Amy now. now you're, I mean, your mom's name now, is Amy. And you're going to forget that her name thing- was Ursula because your brain will be turned to mush. So you're going to have... <laughs> You're gonna you're you're gonna erase you're gonna that's that's <laughs> your mom's Amy now. Now the thing is that um fuck the problem is that if these mosquitoes are are sentient enough for you to be able to uh, teach them how to tattoo, then they might also be sentient sentient enough to um, seize the means of production. Because eventually, look if they're doing all the work, they're not gonna need you. True. And then there's just going to be tattoo parlors run by by and for mosquitoes. Right, because there's... you're going to be... You're going to be out of work. You're going to be out of work. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Is if you're a dog trainer and you've trained a dog, that dog doesn't... <laughs> like, that, that dog doesn't need to be paid. You get to, you get to benefit from the trained dog. After you've trained these mosquitoes, it's, it's a, that's the conundrum. Is that once you've trained the mosquitoes, they don't need you anymore. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you have to, you have to get leverage over these mosquitoes. So if you, if you find yourself wandering the wastelands and you, you gotta meet, blackmail a mosquito. Yeah, if you, if you find yourself wandering the wastelands and you meet somebody who's got this plan to open up a mosquito tattoo parlor, don't take it. You'll be out of business in a week's time because the mosquitoes, <laughs> the mosquitoes are going to end up being the only ones in this industry. That's gonna be yeah. most <laughs> mosquitoes. They're just better equipped for right. it. Right. It's going to be like McDonald's. It's going to be a massive industry all run by mosquitoes. Mosquito uh, tattoos, only mosquitoes. People aren't doing them anymore. You just go to the mosquito parlor. And I mean, look, people are doing them, but they just can't compete. Mosquito parlors are just they're they're quicker, they're cheaper, they're less painful, and yeah, sure. Sometimes you these, die of They got these little their their noses are 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 evolutionarily optimized for doing this. Uh you have you all, all you did was was implant a huge needle in your arm. You don't even have fingers anymore. There's no dexterity. You got that sharp you arm. You have to do You just have a very sharp arm. It's not the same. You can have four arms that are very sharp. You're going to have four arms, and they're all going to be very sharp. The detail work is just, you can't even compare it. No, not at all. Mosquitoes are, are tiny. They're they're precision. Um, and the swelling and itching goes down a little while afterward. Next thing you know, you've got somebody else's mom's name on your arm, but it doesn't matter because you forgot what your mom was anyway because your brain has turned to mush, and now you just have a name on your arm. You don't know who it is. You don't know who it is. But you know you got it but at God the mosquito damn, parlor. That, the calligraphy is just impeccable. It's just, it's, it's Beyond so... compare. It is, it is, it's just so <laughs> elegant and tasteful. Mosquitoes are going to be a lot Truly more talented in the world to come. <laughs> Mosquitoes are going to be really talented. Uh, and some of them are going to be doing musical theater. And some of them are going to be making tattoos. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just a cloud of mosquitoes holding up a, a costume performing Pippin. <laughs> um. And then aggressively can-canning their way. <laughs> into your fortress and destroying you yeah i mean they don't feel like they wouldn't need to because they could just 
That's yeah, you're right. They can fly. Yeah, they they can fly. But they're gonna because look, we taught them <laughs> we taught them we ta- too well. We we taught them how to tattoo and we taught them how to how to do siege, siege tactics. And <laughs> that's the thing you know certain things get ingrained in you and then even if it's not the best way you know it's how you were taught if anything that's going to be our one advantage over the mosquitoes um i haven't been able to stop thinking (laughs) about when you mentioned you train a dog and you don't need to train a dog anymore i started thinking about like an equivalent to the mosquito situation with dogs dog (laughs) if you don't want to train a dog too well because then it's just gonna train other dogs (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna use what it learned to train other dogs to do its dark bidding and then that's just a cascade effect yep and suddenly and within a dogs. week you have an army of of horrifyingly competent dogs <laughs> who are just really good at just ever know just shaking paws eventually and... they start training each other now you got dog scientists <laughs> yep and then a laboratory retriever yeah. They they finally figure out how to Come get into on! that drawer under the a laboratory. <laughs> that went right over my head. If you hadn't screamed "Come on" at me, I wouldn't have even noticed. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. I just had to. I need to. I, I, that couldn't go under the radar. I was too proud. No, I was, uh, I, what I was gonna say wasn't near. <laughs> No, they're they're finally gonna figure out how to get in that drawer that 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 drawer in the cabinet where you keep the bully sticks. Uh, our next question, <laughs> um, our next question comes from Keish. Hey, Will and Chris, uh, I was wondering if you could answer how Puerto Rico and Ireland will fare after the event. I ask because I have roots in these countries, and I'd love to hear what visions you have of these two nations after the inevitable apocalypse. Thanks so much, Keish. We've we've answered this, Keish. You piece of shit. Wait, have we? We did it already. Do we talk about Puerto you Rico motherfucker. and Ireland? We have already talked about Ireland. P.S. This podcast is one of the best things I've come across this year. Keep up the good work, you two. Well, now don't you feel like an asshole for yelling at him? <laughs> don't 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 you feel don't you feel kind of sheepish? <laughs> I feel our, like you owe Keish an next, apology. Our next question. <laughs> Not gonna get one, huh? Uh, Keish. Keish. Uh, look. Yeah, actually, you know what? Now that I'm, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think we may have cut out the thing when we were talking about Ireland. So maybe not. I think it just it got kind of weird. Maybe I just I just screamed. Yeah, because it got. <laughs> anytime you're talking about like specific uh like countries and stuff, you're already you're you're going down a path that hey, maybe you don't want to go down. But I feel yeah. like we maybe cut it out, and I just screamed at a fan for no reason. I think the only country that we've comfortably made a lot of jokes about is Italy. Yeah. And now I definitely don't want to ever do that again because <laughs> I feel so bad for Italy right now. How 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 will Puerto Rico and Ireland fare after the event? Great. Fine. They're going to do great. Our next question. It's going to be the only places that are unaffected by the event. <laughs> it's going to be exactly the same as it is now if not better. And because of that a lot of people are going to move there and then it's going to go to shit because there're going to be too many people who love that those areas so much going to get overpopulated and but they'll they'll overcome it. Things will be good there. Yeah. In the long term, if you're if you're in Ireland or you're in Puerto Rico, don't worry about it. You you can stop listening to this podcast. Yeah, turn off the podcast. Uh you're 
you don't you don't need to be doing this. You might, uh, Chris, I think you should probably put that in in uh, the bio. No Irish, <laughs> just like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Puerto Ricans need not listen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm just saying because they're it's not necessary because they're them. not because they're fine because they're they gonna be fine it. right. So if you're Puerto Rican and you're listening <laughs> to this, hey, good on you. You're good. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing everything right. Yeah. Uh, we're we're proud of you. We love you. And we're jealous. And <laughs> we're jealous. But most of the world is going to be in a bad way. Puerto Ricans and Irish people are going to do fine. They're gonna. They're just going to slip right through the cracks. It's wild. Uh, <laughs> um, our next. Our next question. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, why not? Uh, would it be effective to try to run my own uh, chain of combination fast food and slash? Wait, fuck, shit. What? Um, let's try that again. Do it! Would it be effective... <laughs> would it be effective to try to run my own chain of combination fast food and vehicle slash weapon, re- re- weapon repair <laughs> in the world to come? <laughs> I just, I just keep imagining a mechanic just getting kind of confused one day, and you go up and you're like, hey, did you fix my car? And he's like, oh, sorry, I filled it with cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need another I was day or two. Why it ain't running good? It's just chock full of cheeseburgers. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't. <laughs> it just. Oh, I, I need to get my. I, I need to get an oil. Uh, an oil change. Can you do that for me? Sure. Come back tomorrow. You come back tomorrow, and you and you try to drive the car away, and you're like, um. It's not going, and the and the mechanic's like, huh? And he like wipes some sweat from his brow, and he opens it, he pops the hood, and he takes a look inside, and he pulls out the dipstick, and he's like, ah, this is a one barbecue sauce. Oh, <laughs> this is ranch dressing. Sorry about that. And and your car is ruined. Like, I put a I, I put a triple stack where your carburetor is supposed to be. Oh shit! Just a My bunch bad. of processed cheese in here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I accidentally filled your windshield wiper fluid container with chicken nuggets. <laughs> but hey, now when you press the little lever on your fucking steering wheel, it shoots chicken nuggets everywhere. Kind of a little and bit hey, better. A little, a little, you know, look, a little bit of spoonful of sugar, you know what I mean? <laughs> you press down on the horn and just ground beef. That's it. No sound, just ground beef. That's what happens. A you know, I was wondering. Usually, there's when you when you open up the open up the door, there's like a seat there, and there's just like a right now, there's just a big pile of damp lettuce. <laughs> I was wondering why that was happening. <laughs> a tire change? Sure, sure. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. I replaced your wheels with a milkshake. <laughs> I don't know how I got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep my businesses separate. This is becoming a problem. <laughs> you order a cheeseburger and it's just like an engine block. 
gives you like a fucking right we didn't even consider the inverse of the situation <laughs> and that is that you're hungry and they ch- and they serve you a fucking tire <laughs> yeah can i get a can i get a large fries and they just fucking give you a fucking jeep <laughs> they sit <It's> in <laughs> That'll be two seventy five. <laughs> That'll be three hundred and eighty seven dollars plus labor. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Give you a fucking car. Ah. Uh, oh fuck. Um. What was the I'm question again? Away and you can't get blue cheeseburgers. Uh, I mean, well, the question was, would it be effective to try to run my own chain of combination <laughs> fast food and uh, vehicle slash weapon repair shops? And I think the the answer that we've come to is no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it, would, it would not be effective. You can't you're... get those things confused. <laughs> you're going to end up charging a buck ninety five for a value car and you'll be out <laughs> of business in a week's time. That's... I got to stop putting the Maseratis on the dollar menu. <laughs> It's bad for business. I'm deep in the hole. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but I feel I really him. bad for him. He's... And I, oh, I wish him the best. I mean, like, it's it's kind of hard because these are all, these are all problems of his own making. Like, you know, it's really, it's really, I, I, I'm really, I'm, he sounds like Tommy Lasagna to me. Tommy Lasagna. It's me, Tommy Lasagna. <laughs> I put a fucking carburetor in these dirty noodles. <laughs> Come on down. I just love the... I, I love this. I love the this. The sauce is windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> I put antifreeze in your rigatoni. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got it back we did it you try to you try to pull out from the gas station section of it and you can't because tommy lasagna filled your fucking gas tank with spaghetti and you can't go anywhere (laughs) look it's not gonna make your car run but it's a real nice pasta bubble (laughs) fuck pasta fungool (laughs) It's a nice pasta fungool. <laughs> oh fuck, Tommy! No, you can't wash my car with with the fucking ravioli. With fucking what? Vodka I thought sauce. this was a squeegee. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just fucking... he can't he he's never run a successful business. Poor Tommy Pre- or post event, yeah. Ah. Uh. Who is this? Who is this letter from? Who's this email uh, that's from? from? Tommy Lasagna. That's that. That's from uh, Soren on uh, on Discord. Soren. Um. Soren parentheses bitch lord ginseng. <laughs> uh, um, uh, to- Tommy Lasagna is is a I'm just just for for those of you who just joined this episode, Tommy Lasagna is a character from an early episode. Um. Who based ran... on a on a on a real restaurant that used to be in my town and went out of business <laughs> after like a month and a half. Yeah, and and every uh, time I passed it, I had to like turn to my sister and be like, "It's me, Tommy Lasagna." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
And uh, contrary to the to the character that you're probably picturing in your head, uh, he's Korean. Yeah, we just did decide that he was a fully Korean man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if you thought he wasn't, maybe you need to examine your expectations, huh? Yeah, because he may sound like a Brooklyn Italian, but he's not. <laughs> no, he's, he's extremely Korean. Fresh off the boat Korean immigrant. <laughs> Oh, he has okay. a he has wow. just a, a very strange speech impediment that makes him talk <laughs> like that. It's congenital, <laughs> and he would prefer if you didn't bring it up. <laughs> Poor Tommy. He Lasagna. loves Italian food. He loves it. Yeah. He's terrible he was at making it. it. No. <laughs> no, they, they don't have marinara in Korea. <laughs> they, they just don't have it. They, well, they <laughs> don't, because nobody eats it, so nobody's importing it, so nobody knows what it tastes like. So he's just guessing based on TV shows. <laughs> he just watches, he just sees pictures of marinara and is like, eh, I can figure it out. He's just it's he's not incredibly good. enthusiastic about Italian culture. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like, it's like Korean noodles, which are a little bit different from Italian noodles, with like red sauce that i don't even know what it's made out of but it's not marinara <laughs> it's just clumpy red material could be a fucking blood clot for all i know probably is because it's the world to it's, come it's and shit like that happens and lighter flu <laughs> 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 just, he's bad at it i told you he was bad at it he's not good at making italian food it's salsa and antifreeze <laughs> 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 it's it's just gasoline it's just gasoline that's yep that's all it is tommy where did you find this red gasoline I don't know. <laughs> it's i'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm a little discombobulated from inhaling fumes from these cars all day <laughs> i've got carbon monoxide poisoning here have some ravioli covered in antifreeze <laughs> are we in an hour yet can we just end the podcast right there <laughs> oh fuck we're at 15 minutes we're at uh, how, how I, i'm at 15 so lightheaded <laughs> Yeah, 58 minutes and 13 seconds. I'm so lightheaded. <laughs> Fuck. Um, All right. Let's 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 do one more question and, and absolutely ruin this good vibe. I, f- I feel like we're just getting into things. Let's do it. Cause I, my, I, promised, I promised my parents I'd go play Parcheesi with them in a sec. So let's... Um, nice. Let's, let's hit this question. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Doug asks... Enough about enough about humans, though. Will all the frogs be okay? No. 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 Frogs are going to be... I mean, they're going to be okay for themselves, but they're not going to be okay that, for you. Like, in concept, well, that, that's, it will that's not be okay. And that's the thing, is that they're going to be stronger and smarter than they've ever been. But, like, imagine, imagine having a frog's brain... And then suddenly mutating so that you have, like, a human's level of, like, sentience and self-awareness just in time for the world to crumble around you. Like, they're just going to go from being, like, blissfully ignorant, hopping around, living in ponds, happy, happy as can be, not a care in the world, to, like, suddenly becoming aware of themselves and their situation 
and like and their pond is gone it's dried up it's just a desert now and they're just barely smart enough to understand how deeply and profoundly fucked up that is that is the fate of all frogs yep and so frogs are going to be deeply disturbed and severely emotionally yeah. imbalanced and just, just um, in constant existential hell and yeah and and they're gonna take that out on you because they know <laughs> they who's to blame you they know they're also going to be extremely powerful oh yeah that's that goes without saying they're gonna be able to hop six miles in the air a straight vertical leap up to the fucking sun and they'll yeah. be able to essentially fly because they can jump so high like remember yeah. remember the uh I, I i don't know who remembers this but there was an incredible hulk movie that came out in like 2002 and everybody fucking hated um yeah 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 i remember thinking he was really interesting because he couldn't fly but he could jump so high that he could essentially fly like that yeah. was a thing that like I don't think was a thing before that in the Hulk. I could be mistaken, but yeah, he was always he always was like a big jumpy boy. Oh okay, well that was that's always he been could, kind of his thing. It's gonna be like that for frogs. The Incredible Hulk yeah. is actually based on a vision of the future that Stan Lee had, where he saw frogs and he was like, frogs ah, are gonna, I don't know what this is. Be... <laughs> frogs are gonna be huge and just fucking jacked excelsior i'm gonna write a comic <laughs> about these frogs that i saw in my dream and <laughs> you see that's the thing imagine being able to jump so high that you are for all intents and purposes flying now imagine jumping with the same amount of force directly into someone's chest cavity destroying them instantly just exploding right through them right because like the hulk could do like that butter. to you and shatter you into a million pieces but a frog can do that and basically cut through your fucking torso yeah that's the because thing. he's in a small right yeah they're small so like the point of impact is all concentrated on that one point and just it's like they're they're just like they're bullet. just living bullets yeah just existentially terrified bullets and angry because they'll know angry, that this event sad, happened angry due bullets. to the hubris and folly of humanity's <laughs> fucking uh egocentric uh worldview and uh they're they're gonna they're gonna know who's to blame and frogs are not going to be okay with you. Frogs are going to no. be really, like, they're going to hate human beings. And they're hate them. And they're going to seek to exterminate all of mankind. Um, and they're going to get most of the way there. Yeah, frogs are going to be a, a real fucking problem. It's going to be bad. The, the event is mostly the frogs. Yeah, that's the thing we haven't talked about enough, is that the event is mostly just frogs getting really angry. It's just mostly going to be frog-based genocide. There's going to be, like, there's... <laughs> there's going to be a couple of, like, catalyzing events that, like, cause the frogs to become uh, intelligent and strong. But then, like, most of most of the human death and suffering will be at the hands of frogs. Right, and, and that's why Ireland As and Puerto revenge. Rico are going to be fine, because frogs aren't native to Ireland or Puerto Rico. Yeah, no, exactly. There are no frogs in Ireland or Puerto Rico. Yeah, I don't know if you knew so that. they're going to be a good. Yeah. But. I don't know if you knew that. But <laughs> I don't now know if you, you know that. Do you remember that movie Snakes on a Plane? Yeah. <laughs> that was like, that was like, I, I, I don't know where I'm getting this. Maybe I'm, I'm making this up in my head. But there was the, the thing that saved them all. Or something that, that happened, a very important plot point, uh, was, happened when they, when they, when one of the characters was like, no, wait, hold on, snakes aren't native to Ireland. And, what? 
and I, or maybe it was Hawaii. It was one or the other. It probably was Ireland because Hawaii definitely has snakes, but Ireland yeah, does no, that's too. What, that's what St. Patrick did. Right. So Ireland got all the snakes out of there. Right. So, so this is very I, I hold on a second. Hold on a second. I need to do some quick research. <laughs> snakes on a plane. Plabe. Snakes aren't native to. Snakes aren't native. Hold on. Hold on. Plot, 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 plot. Um. Um. I got nothing. I don't know where I'm getting this from. Delete this. <laughs> I made this up. I look. Uh, the one. The one thing I will say about that movie is that like everybody. Every, the, the thing everyone always quotes from that movie is like, I'm tired of all these motherfucking snakes on these motherfucking on this motherfucking plane, which is a pretty funny line. But I think a far funnier line from that movie is at one point, there's just a bunch of snake chaos happening. And like you hear someone, <laughs> you just like, you just hear one person in the back of the plane go, snakes! And it's just so good. <laughs> it's so good and so funny. I just want to let you know. It's like, it's true. Hawaii has no native snakes. There are no snakes in Hawaii. Hawaii has no native snakes, and it's illegal to own the animals in the islands. There there isn't a single... They don't have snakes, and they won't have snakes. (laughs) Hawaii... (laughs) No snakes. (laughs) Snakes are not welcome here. (laughs) We... (laughs) We've, we've, we've gone this long without snakes, and we're not going to start now. If I see you with one snake, you're out. We're throwing you the in jail. Year is and we're 2020. This... Snakes are illegal. <laughs> Why are there no snakes in Hawaii? I know, probably because if they introduced them, it would be like, uh, it would be, you know, you're introducing a new predator into a, a place where it doesn't have any natural things. There's probably, like, very good reasons why there shouldn't be snakes in Hawaii, but, like... That's also very funny. (laughs) The idea that snakes are outlawed. Huffington Post reports, no snakes in Hawaii except for the two found since September. Oh, no. There are two snakes in Hawaii now. Oh, wait, no, this this is 2013. It's it's the sixth sign. Oh, shit. It's the next sign. I don't have my phone queued up, so I can't do the alarm, but it's happening. They found snakes snakes in Hawaii. Oh, no. Oh no, well, <laughs> snakes made it there. Hawaii is home to the Brahmini blind snake, a diminutive black snake that has a penchant for gardens. Oh no, it looks like an earthworm <laughs> at approximately six inches long, feeds on ants and termites, and has no natural predators, and it seeks shelter oh, no. under nests. Hum- hummus? Hummus? What? Hum- <laughs> it likes hummus? I don't know what I'm reading right now. It's one of the smallest snakes in North America! <laughs> It's very cute. I'm looking at it right now. Talk about this snake for 15 more minutes. I just... I'm just... It just blows my mind that there are no snakes native to Hawaii. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an island. I guess, yeah. They, they gotta get there. It's like a new piece of land. It was formed by volcanoes in the middle of the ocean. So n- yeah. nothing naturally evolved there. You would have to bring a snake there. So... Snakes would have to only exist on like large continents, unless they were brought there, and that's why like, snakes are illegal Ireland in is, Hawaii. Isn't Ireland also yeah. an island? Yeah. Oh, now I gotta know: Are snakes native to Ireland? I don't think they are. There's the whole story about it. That's what that's what old St. Patty's Day is for. 
In fact, there are only two countries which have no native snake species. They are Ireland and Iceland. Well, there you go. There you have it, folks. And St. Patrick is is not the person who who is responsible for the lack of snakes in Ireland. St. Patrick didn't do shit. There were no snakes. Well, no, but that's the story. And I love that that's the story and that that's what St. Patrick's Day is celebrated for. Is because... Because then the implication is that, like... Is that, like, God made snakes and was immediately like, oh, no, this was a bad idea. <laughs> Wait, we can't it's have like, these these here. are bad, and I we need to celebrate this man for getting rid of all of them. <laughs> hey, uh... I shouldn't have put them here. <laughs> uh, I, hey, hey, Pat, can you... Can you get rid of those for me? I, I meant to put them in, in Italy. And then he did, and then he's, he's worshipped for the rest of time for doing so. I wonder how long ago St. Patrick did this supposedly snakes snakes never came to ireland snakes aren't allowed in ireland snakes are illegal in hawaii but they're just frowned upon in ireland yeah they're just disapproved of in ireland everybody (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to life in the world to come (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh uh, y'all stay safe out there wash your hands Wash, don't go outside if you don't have to. Um, say carry carry a six foot long pole around at all times. Uh, attach, wear a put on a belt that has just a series of six foot long poles extending away from you on all sides. Um, just to just to ensure that nobody comes within six feet of you. Um, and, and then you and can get just, a gun. Then you can just and you get a gun. So you can shoot anybody <laughs> who tries to come within six feet of you. Idiot. You're going to you're going to need layers of protection. Uh, strap a Contingen- bomb to your chest. <laughs> contingencies upon contingencies. <laughs> Eat a bomb and um, and uh um stay the fuck away from your grandma. Don't touch your grandma. Uh don't touch anybody. Our intro and outro music is We Are the Hellhounds by the Taxpayers. Uh, if you want to uh, send us a question, you can do it at lifeoftheworldtocome at gmail.com, or you can do it on Discord. We have a Discord, and you can ask us questions on the Discord. Or just post just fucking just nothing. Just post f- just a bunch of nothing memes, because that's mostly what it is. There's like a few dozen people on the Discord now, and most of them do post nothing memes. It's pretty active. Uh, there's, you know, there's, pe- there's people hanging out on the discords most days. And most of what they do is just share weird image macros with each other and say, and I wouldn't have it any other things. way. They say yeah. the strangest things and like explain their like psychological problems to each other, which makes me very nervous. Cause I don't know if our discord is the place to be doing that, but Hey, it's happening. And I don't know if there's anything I can do about it. I think that's just what so, kids do in this day and age. I think that's just what the new generation does is just talk about mental illnesses that they have. Yeah, no, I just like, I just worry because like nobody on that discord is a therapist and I don't want them. It's like, it's one thing to share your issues, but then to like, to give advice to people about it. Like that makes me a little yeah. nervous. I don't know. Maybe it's fine. Maybe I'm worried about nothing. Yeah. Um, hey, Hey kids. Anyway, go, go on your, go on the discord and, and tell other people how to deal with their mental illness. Um, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 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 sign up for our Patreon, I guess, if you want. I don't know. I um, I think that you should. I think you should. Look, I would love it if you did. I'm about to be. Uh, I'm about to get get a sweet six hundred dollar check from the government every week if I'm lucky. So, 
Uh, shut that shit down. We don't need it no more. But hey, uh, in case that doesn't work out, give us between three and five dollars on Patreon. Um, what yeah. else? <laughs> what Venus. else did I say? All the things. Is this it? Did we I, do it? I guess I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm done. Yeah. My brain is all out. I'm all out of all out of juice. I feel like yeah, I did all the funnies that I could do, and now, and now we go back to our lives. You get to you get to go. Uh, you get to go back into your box. Um. You get to play Parcheesi with your parents. That sounds nice. Yeah. I'm going to go play Parcheesi. Isn't Parcheesi just, just like, sorry? I don't know. Isn't sorry just, like, American Parcheesi? I've never played Parcheesi. I have no idea. Ooh. See, look. Hey. This this, this pandemic's uh, opening you up to all kinds of new experiences. Yeah. I've still got a rash, by the way. <laughs> it's it's coming and going. So. But, Hey. Don't, don't touch me. Maybe that's going to be your thing, Will. I'm going to become a Parcheesi guy. Be a, maybe you're going to be a Parcheesi guy. I'm going to be the Parcheesiest. And, and it's all going to have been worth it. The Parcheesiest. All right. All right. I'm, I'm turning on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do it. So.